It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, Clipper Nation? <laughs> it's me, William, the Opinion Update. And I am positive Chuck Mockler. We are coming at you on a classic Twitter Tuesday. Dude, these are so classic. For the uninitiated, <laughs> we come at you live from at Locked On Clips every Tuesday around 1.30 Pacific. Nah, you know, uh, what are you going to do? You know, we've been pretty consistent lately, so you're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, got a heck of a show lined up for you today. <laughs> We're going to kick things off with kind of a group report card. The fringe guys, um, kind of. Uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's like splitting the check of a report card. Perfect. I would say. Yes. Uh, so we got. We're gonna run down for you. Cinderius Thornwell season. Jonathan Motley season. Uh, Angel Delgado season. Little guy named Jerome Robinson season. Ty Wall. And Ty Wall season. There's a bunch, man. Um, so we're gonna open things up with that, and then we're gonna be taking questions from you guys live on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who sent some in beforehand. If you're un- ever unable to catch a stream or would just like to ask us a question, fire those over to at Locked On Clips at Will Updike at Charles Mockler. We will get back to you. Yeah, we got phones. I was DMing in a with timely a guy. and efficient manner. <laughs> I was DMing with a guy who might be watching right now. Step back tree. We were talking last night after the Durant injury, which of course is gonna infect our free agency stuff, which we will Did get you say to. Infect. It might infect it, dude. Dang. The poison. The poison of injuries. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get into these uh, player recaps, I guess. But first, I want to give a quick shout out to Tom's Urban. Thank you, uh, Tom Ayers. I hope everyone there who was watching the game last night got to see that injury on 70 TVs. If you want to watch something like that, there's a bunch of beers. There's a U-Pour floor. Was it 50 different beers? Something like that. Something absurd. Go Could get be some 100. Beers. Who knows? Shout out Tom's Urban. All right, let's get down to this recap. So this is a big one this week. Yeah. Um, I kind of just started with like the guys who played the least and then ramped up to guys who played the most minutes. I think that your estimation is already incorrect then. Is it? Yeah. Sendarius played the least, right? He played more minutes than Delgado or Motley. Five? They had seven minutes a game. Oh, I see. Less games. I'm thinking cumulative minutes. Oh, yeah. No, those don't <laughs> exist for these guys. <laughs> um, so the first one we're down is, I would say, pod favorites and Darius Thornwell. Absolutely. We were both really high on the Thorn God last year. Yeah, he did uh, He did a, a pretty respectable job. Um, yeah. He shot the ball fairly well. 
Never had the greatest handles, but uh, no. could put the ball in the deck and was a great defender. Still is a great defender. He gets used. We talk about it all the time in these kind of like Weird. utility belt situations uh, where you just need to stop. Or like or an inbounds you, or play. Or like an inbounds or something like that. You just uh, you, you plug in Cinderius and you know, it usually turns out all right. He got a steal once. I actually looked it up. He had four games where he logged less than 10 seconds of playing time. Nice. Not too bad. Um, he's a guy whose minutes fell pretty drastically from the 17-18 season to the 18-19 season. Absolutely. Um, he was getting 16 minutes a game last season mm-hmm. down to a cool five Yeah. this year. He put up one, one, and one. Um... He only started one game. That was against the Pacers right after the deadline. 30 minutes. He had uh, five points, three boards, two assists, five steals. That's not bad. So, I mean, the defense is definitely there. The <laughs> as many steals as points? I mean, Dude, could you hope for more? I mean, what else do you want? Um, the biggest issue, I think, for Sundarius this year that we noticed was his three-point percentage dropped. Yeah. From definitely. 37% to just 27 or to, excuse me, just 20%. For sure. And, I mean, a lot of that is going to be due to a rhythm thing. Um, Sundarius yeah. obviously carried a much heavier load last year. And then due to Patrick Beverly being healthy, due to Shea asserting himself in the starting lineup there pretty yeah. quickly, uh, plus the guarding of he who must not be named. Uh, we is, won't talk about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely chipped away the the possible available minutes. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what to really expect with him. Uh, so I guess as far as grade goes, this one is... Almost an incomplete? I'm going to say this one is probably, for me, another incomplete. Yeah. Um, we have him for one more year. Yeah. Which I don't think he gets packaged with anything because I'm just not really sure what his value is. Yeah, I I don't really know either. Um, if you're looking for a defensive uh, guy who can guard one through three pretty competently, I feel like that's yeah. um that's a good pickup for and, sure. Um, with if there was a like diminished need for him to score and he could really just kind of cover holes. That's a good call. Uh, defensively, I think he could be really useful there. Yeah. Um, and right now, like just the way that our bench is kind of, uh, is kind of getting fortified, assuming that we are able to run back at least everybody from last year and, and maybe get some more people. I so. don't really see any more playing time for him being carved out here. Yeah. It seems like a similar kind of like five minutes per game, couple of random stops here and there for sure um that was Cinderius Thorn. shout out to the thorn god then we have jonathan motley another another pod favorite another pod favorite acquired basically in a trade for cash from the mavs yeah um second year player everyone watching this knows probably about the free motley movement which we started which was fantastic more motley (laughs) yeah tons of energy the dude is an absolute energy guy absolutely um, that's what he brings matt chong on the stream is saying never forget Sundarius locked up lebron against the Cavs last year shout out Sundarius. somebody also brought up a rather sad Sundarius <laughs> moment which is the inbounds with ben simmons oh uh, yeah we don't want to uh, nothing yeah, but positivity on, this today this guys this isn't a slander <laughs> cast um i would describe jonathan motley as he kind of looked like a horse learning to walk sometimes uh, he was so fast. He wanted to be ahead of where he was. I would say not quite that because he was like so. He had so much energy, like he was on like a hair trigger. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I guess he I generally think of something learning to walk would be a little bit more tentative. That's true. Opposite. Yeah, <laughs> it was the the absolute opposite of that. So he did most of his uh, damage in the G League, which I think everyone was pretty kind of expecting and pretty psyched on. Yeah, he put up twenty five and ten on the G League. G League Player of the Year. 
Uh, almost. Was he? No. <laughs> no. The next guy actually he was. He was my G League player. Of the year. <laughs> yeah. And then for the big guys, uh, when he played, he averaged seven minutes per game, and he averaged four, two, and a half an assist. I was pretty psyched on him in the preseason. Yeah. But it's a guy who he's kind of he's another tweener. Absolutely. So somebody already chimed in on the stream. A lot of energy, uh, kind of a compact size, a little bit like a Montrez Harrell. The advantage I see of Motley is uh, I think he seems a little bit more range ready. Um, oh, range ready. Damn. In, in terms of just like stretching <laughs> I out, like that stretching term, out bro. his scoring <laughs> a little bit. Um, Get range ready. That's tight. I also think that he could plug like once again. If you use him in a lineup with Harrell, he could plug some of those defensive kind of holes mm-hmm. and then, you know, space the floor ideally and then kind of let Trez work in the pick and roll um, on that second unit. So yeah. I you know, they are overlapping guys, they are tweener guys, but I do see a, can, I do see some yeah. scenarios in which you could maybe work it out. But that just depends on where we go with lineups, um, obviously after the free free agency. And his tweener situation is weird because he almost needs more size to play the five. hundred percent. Or a better shot to to play the four, so it's 100%. like pick which one yeah. you want to do. I kind of that's going to be a recurring theme for yeah. both these guys. I kind of uh, hope he goes list. with the shot. Would yeah, be my. I hope he go. I hope he gets Definitely. range ready. Um, no contract for him next year. I kind of hope we sign him again with a qualifying offer or something, and just ha- spend some more time in the G League. Mm-hmm. Kinda, I kind of liked the minutes he played this year. It wasn't necessary, but if you can develop that shot. No reason he Looks can't great come on out the a bench little too. bit more time. Looks great on the bench too. <laughs> He's a good. He's always guy. ready to hop up. He's high five. He's dapping people. people up. He's got great energy, uh, uh, and that you know that cannot be underestimated. Unstatable, some would say. Uh, the next guy was maybe my favorite preseason player, uh, Angel Delgado, Seton Hall legend. Yeah, had an absolutely fantastic rookie year. Won the G League Rookie of the Year. He averaged 18 and 15 in the G League, six games of 20 and 20, had a 40 and 20 game, and set the G League record for rebounds in a game with 31. Yeah. So, not a lot of time with the first team. No. But, but I don't think that was really expected. No. Right? He's another in-between guy, like you just said. Averaged one, two, and zero in the seven minutes per game he played. Yeah. Another guy who, if he got a shot, he could be pretty nice in a small ball lineup, I would say. I don't know. He to me, small. <laughs> he to me is the hardest path um, out of like he and Motley to breaking into the starting lineup. Okay, um, I can see that. I think that his rebounding is like a definite plus, and maybe in super small lineups it could work. I just don't know why you would go with him at the five instead of Harrell. Yeah, or why you would go with Delgado at the four instead of Green. Or it's almost like it'd be like a like a lesser. It'd be like a second string small ball lineup, which I don't know how that would help us at all. Like That's I'm trying like to third string. Small, yeah, small like small I'm ball trying lineup. to figure out. Like I guess if he really worked on his Board outside shot, Delgado. <laughs> true. I guess if he worked on his outside shot, but I don't. That's not his game, so I don't think he's going to do that. Yeah. No disrespect to him at all, but I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it could work. Maybe you move Green to the three, uh, have Delgado at the four, just kind of like boxing people out and grabbing boards, and yeah. then uh, Harrell at the five. Gallo at the five, maybe. I don't know. Uh, or, yeah, Gallo at the five. But he's the, another tweener guy, so it's like it, we have a lot of conundrums, I feel like, Definitely. on these fringe guys, which is part of the reason why they're fringe guys. Next, uh, more of a high-profile player, Jerome Robinson. Absolutely. Bit of a surprise lottery pick for some of us, I think. Yeah, uh, we've talked about it before on here, but it, <laughs> you know, it took me by surprise. Um, if you had him on your draft board, kudos. Yeah. <laughs> um, somebody that the organization is clearly like really high on. Yeah. Uh, they had him shut down workouts after he came and, and, and worked out with us. 
Um, Gallo has still been MIA from all of his Clippers summer content. Need something more Gallo. To, something to keep an um, eye on. <clears throat> but Robinson, he played the majority of the season. Another guy in the G League. At numbers don't necessarily pop out like Motley's or Delgado's. Oh, somebody's asking on a live yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. Somebody's asking, could Motley work his way into a three in a really big lineup if he worked on his range? Dude, in a towering lineup with like Motley. I love the idea. Motley uh, Gallo Zoo. This is the first time that this has ever been posed to me. It's <laughs> the first time it. I've ever pondered it. Uh, I love the idea. So we got Motley Gallo Zoo, right? Something like that. Ooh, yeah, you got Shea with the length. Yeah, I mean Sham with the length, dude. Then yeah, that's a big ass lineup. I like that. Um, Jerome Robinson's numbers in the G League. Back to that, nineteen four and three in thirty two minutes. Really Again, great. really great. Most important stat though: forty percent shooting from three on seven attempts per game in the G League. Yeah, that's kind. Of, that's who we. That's what we drafted him for. I think they see a who's little... the primary ball handler when Jerome Robinson's playing in the G League. I have no idea. All right. Well, couldn't I apologize? Um, I know he handles the ball a little bit, but I don't know who is the number one guy um, for the Clippers' first team. Very modest numbers: three, one, and one in nine minutes. Uh, only thirty-one percent from three, but that seems definitely like a rhythm issue. Also, too small of a sample size. Yeah, it's like how would you? How do you think his rookie year went? Um, with like. It just depends. If I'm going from my assessment of what I thought he would be from like yeah. the start of the year, um, not as good as I had hoped. For sure. But if you keep in mind the context of the injury that he had, uh, as well as the you know the full roster of guards that we had, yes. Um, and the, the fact that no one got hurt pretty much in the backcourt, like yeah, all season for the most part, yeah, and for like significant how, how healthy everybody stayed and how really consistent Shea was able to be and getting Sham, um, you know, at the at the trade deadline. Really, if if you take in the context of all of that, um, I would say par for the course. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, like the numbers in the G League are very, you know, encouraging. That forty percent is fantastic. He played good defense. That's what we kind of brought him in for. I think they maybe wanted like a diet Clay Thompson, or that's the mold of what he can grow into. Solid bogey, I would say. Okay, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. season for sure. I'll give that. It, yeah, that was, well, he's like one over par. Yeah, that was a chill bogey. I'm fine with, it. and I'm excited for next year too. Definitely, depending on the moves, uh, which we're going to talk about in a bit. And he's another guy. Uh, I mean, I've said this about Shamit before, uh, who's obviously further along in development, but like. He's a guy who can define uh, like his niche so readily that I feel like for sure uh, once he gets into that spot, it's going to be easier for him to hit his peak just because of like what's going to be asked from him on the offensive and isn't yeah. as high or cerebral as what's going to be asked of somebody like Shea or obviously like Lou Will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the other thing is just going to be continuing to improve defensively. Uh, he started working into at least a, a net neutral or competent defender. For sure. Uh, in terms of getting himself into space. He definitely has some solid physical tools, especially to be able to um, deal with like mismatches in post-ups and that sort of yep. thing. Uh, just due to his, his thickness, if you will. <laughs> um, and he has the number one thing he needs as a defender, which is hustle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> which so, is great. I, I'm excited for him next year. Uh, overall grade, yeah, I would say, yeah. I don't know, C. C plus, uh, you know. Final rundown is uh, belated birthday boy, Ty Wallace. Hey, happy, happy birthday bir- yesterday. Happy birthday yesterday, Ty. Another guy who dropped off uh, 3-2-1 and one in 10 minutes per game this year when he played, down from 28 minutes a game last season. Oh, yeah. This was, we re-signed him. We Mm -hmm. matched the offer sheet from the Pelicans. Mm -hmm. Never seemed to crack the rotation because of the young guys. 
can we even grade his season? No. It's it was I think we were both kind of frustrated by the matching of the offer sheet and then just never playing him. Yeah. Um it's kind of hard cuz all these guys like have they're like pieces of a whole. Like it starts to when you yeah. when you look at like where their deficits are uh, and where their skills are, it kind of starts to make sense why it was like, oh, that makes sense we that these this guys guy and this guy could kind of work together last year in a you're you know reaching in the toolbox for whatever you've got to uh, to screw down a screw. I don't know. I, did, yeah. I don't know what you'd be randomly <laughs> reaching for in a toolbox to save a situation. You're playing tool situation. roulette. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, so it kind of makes sense because like he's not as good of a defender. Uh, as he Sindarius, can score, he just he can't really can shoot. kind of score. Yeah, the can, shooting is the issue. He can't really shoot. He can, uh, he can carry the ball. Um, I think it was Matt Chong who said he kind of plays like a football player, where it's yeah, just a, a straight call. line. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's yeah. a straight line to he, the basket. He doesn't have like the highest athleticism, or like he doesn't have like a whole lot of uh, tricks or anything up his yeah. sleeve. But I, you know, I do still think there's promise there. I, I don't know. I like it's really hard. I guess out of all these guys, to me it's like Ty, Sin, and Angel have like the hardest time like breaking into any sort of consistent minutes with this team. A hundred percent. We still have him under contract for another year. I kinda think he gets moved in some way. I don't know for what. Obviously yeah. not the marquee piece, but I think he might get moved. For sure. Um that. He is like a good piece, and like if you are a team that has space and time to yeah. develop players, I mean, you still got like a you know pretty nice players there under For the no hood. Money it just too. needs time. Yeah. yeah, and Wallace is making very little money, so he could be an asset in that sense. Definitely. That's been our wide rundown of the rest of the Clippers. Uh, coming up after this, we got a bunch of questions for uh, Twitter Tuesdays. I want to give y'all a reminder one more time to go check out Tom Zurbin. Uh, 40 feet away from Staples Center. Mm-hmm. You could leave the Staples Center, go back, you know, I don't know, hang out, maybe work at the Staples Center, get a drink during your shift, who cares? One more time, that is Tom Zerman at LA Live. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So welcome to Twitter Tuesdays. Hey, we're here. This week sponsored by Hotels.com. They also sponsor our Love, Mary Kill app. Check out Hotels.com Don't when you get in the room. So we, I mean, obviously, most of what we're going to be talking about today is KD to the Clippers, that whole injury situation. For sure. Pretty much every question we got was that. For sure. Clipper Kyle... At Clipper Kyle, excuse oh, me. Oh, in case anyone doesn't know, uh, Kevin Durant was injured last night. Oh, man. Uh, aggravated Oof. the probably torn Achilles. Heartbreaking, um, I would say. Awful. One of, in terms of total contact context, one of the more just rough injuries I've seen live at a sporting event. I just can't think of any injury that not only affects the player but has such wide oh, the whole league. Uh, like league sweeping kind of um 
yeah, like implications. It was just insane, and we're not really uh, gonna talk about the blame. Yeah, I think we. I think it was a no-win situation last night. No-win situation. Obviously, the Raptor fans cheering when he went down. It wasn't all of them. There's dickheads in every... You take 100 people, there's going to be 10 dickheads. I will say, sometimes in the heat of a moment, it is hard to separate like reality or that this is like real people or life point. versus like the heat of the moment game thing. Obviously, I'm in no way condoning the behavior. It was no, awful. Terrible. But I, I do think like sometimes... Uh, especially when you're so close to something, it's hard. You tend to lose context of of what's around you. Absolutely. Um, so I will say that, and I will say that it probably wasn't everyone, but also pretty shitty behavior. Terrible behavior. Um, so from Clipper Kyle, does KD's injury and Kawhi's possible championship affect the Clippers' offseason plans? Yes. Yes. On both fronts. On both fronts, KD, I have to imagine stays. Um. So here's the thing. Here's the one wrinkle I'll throw in there. Yeah. I, hey, we're open for wrinkles. Is that I think that if you're a team that would have trouble locking down a bigger superstar, like you could go the Kawhi route and you could say, hey, we're going to pay you whatever max or $30 million. Even, or even year. like two years. Or, you know, you want to do two years, we'll do whatever. Yeah. Uh, you dictate your health. The only thing that we're worried about is your health. We're not worried about you getting back to this team. We're just worried about you getting back. Uh, and we'd love That's to a, have you as an influence just for our franchise, just for our players. The culture. And, hey, if okay. when you're better, you, you don't want to sign here or you don't want to come back, you know, no hard feelings. Dude, I that's think if a, that's a thing that could sway. That's a swing that's, that I like. That's, that's a sw- thing that could swing KD. Um, who could do that? You know, there's a bunch of franchises that are pretty far away from winning. The uh, Knicks could give him his own TV show. Yeah. Think about how much time he'd have to do the show if he was rehabbing. Yeah. I love that idea, actually. I mean, I just think if you look at what happened in Toronto, it's like, well, man, that, that's the best pitch you could ever make to a free agent. You got you go after somebody who is injured, uh, yeah. and you hope for the best. It's a big swing, but Dude, it, it could pay off. I that's the first time I'm hearing that plan. I like that plan if you're one of those teams. If you can guarantee, like, you can have input on the medical staff. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. can do whatever you no, want. No, if you're the Phoenix Suns, say, hey, we'll give you a max. We'll give how, you a one and one or, or, like, what do you want? How many years do you want? How much money do you want? Who do you want to work on the team? Who do you want to be the new coach? Uh, <laughs> now, here's the question. Do you like my tie? I can take it off. <laughs> uh, whatever you want. Here's the question. Do we see the Clippers offering something like that? No. No, I don't think so either. Um, um, I just think that right now, especially after that run in the playoffs, we've we've tasted blood in the water, <laughs> and I just don't think that we're going to go back to uh, to nursing people back to health unless yeah. you know, like unless they're one of our guys that we already roll with and they need to get better. Someone saying Wes Matthews tore his Achilles and still got a max. Yeah, that was then. This is now. I think that was that step back tree. Step back tree and I were talking yesterday on Twitter. We both felt kind of bad because we were like, it's one of the first things I thought of when. KD went down was what contract will Clippers offer him now? Yeah, and I don't think the Clippers, like you mentioned it, we're not going back to that old Clippers curse. This front office, we knows, have too much experience, knows what used to happen here. Yeah. <laughs> and Balmer wants his own like Balmer wants to be the owner who changes the culture. Absolutely, that's not changing the culture. Absolutely. Uh, so either way, bummer for us on both accounts. I also, but think also, on, I also think know, on the other side. Um, after seeing a player who's like one of the best in the league playing for what was thought to be one of the best organizations in the league go down like that, I think that that also pushes Kawhi to stay in Toronto. 
Yeah, um, he has no reason to. He's got it pretty good in Toronto right now. He's just got it good, and <laughs> you know he's said that like the biggest thing to him is just having a long, healthy career. And now whether that means that he'll sign long term or if he'll sign a one and one, I think that this Durant injury could also change how we how like big players uh, how players do one and ones. I like that because you know like we haven't you know all these guys that sign one and ones we've pretty much thought of as being invincible. Uh, you know Durant. Hasn't missed a whole lot of games. You know, he has had issues. Um, but this is like... This is on a whole other level. You know, LeBron, obviously, outside of this season, never had issues. So it feels like, you know, it, it didn't ever feel like you were putting that much on the line to bargain on a one-and-one. And now, I think that that's completely different. Yeah, someone just had a great take on the live. It said, almost feels like Christmas is canceled, given the free agency after that KD injury. Yeah. I got to agree with that. Another question that just popped in my head. So he had the injury the calf injury before the harder, the more devastating injury last night, would you guys still have wanted to sign him even knowing that that calf injury, everyone kind of assumed it was an Achilles issue? Of course, because it wasn't torn. Yeah, because it wasn't torn. Okay. All right, someone's talking about uh, working as a director for Nike. He heard if Kawhi wins a chip this year, 100% he's gone. You heard it here first. Someone knows someone who works for Nike, I, who Kawhi's not on. I have thought <laughs> and said the same thing uh, pretty much the whole time. Like, if he wins a chip, what else is there to do? Like, why Ghost. stay? Um, I just think that seeing a player go down like that in front of your eyes um, – it's got to make you rethink your career in like a really real way. Yeah, uh, in the and, middle of and, game five of the finals, and maybe <laughs> the Clippers, maybe somebody else are are able to sway Kawhi in a way where we think that we can manage his health better or manage his time better. But it goes back to like the the blood in the water thing or whatever I was saying earlier. Like this organization really isn't trying to babysit somebody right now. And no. like while I'm not saying that we won't take care of people. Um, I don't know that it would be in our best Not interest. Like that. Yeah, I don't know that it would be in our best interest to tie up 30% of our cap for a person who can't play. 100%. Um, another one here. This is a kind of a Woj bomb and another question we got. Uh, the question was from Clipper Kyle. He said, do the Clippers get involved seriously in the AD sweepstakes, even though he said the Lakers and Knicks are his preferred destination? So... Oh, sorry. The oh, Woj, no, you go for it. The Woj issue, the Woj tweet that's pertinent to this is uh, Griffin has said for AD he wants an all-star, a young player with all-star potential, and two first-round picks. Yes. We have all of those things. We do. However you want to slice it, we don't have to give up Shea. If you like Sham, whatever. We have it. The trade is also going to happen before the draft. So it's going to be in the next, what is it, nine days? Yeah. Something like that. Do you think we still dangle a trade-off in there, even though he wants to go to the Knicks or, or Lakers? I don't think that that factors to us. Um, okay. I think that with where our organization is at, we could... I mean, and maybe I'm being foolish here, but I think that we could convince any big free agent to stay after playing a season here. Um, That's hard to argue against. I just I mean, don't know... We like, looked great. I, I don't know where you'd have a better shot, except for, you know, like, the big, big yeah. um, spots. That, here's my thing, is I think with Kawhi more than likely staying... Um, KD not really open on the market in the same way that he was before, yeah. except for very specific scenarios. I think that this reopens the AD doors for for not necessarily the Clippers, but for all other teams Ooh. in a way that I think was kind of closed before. Because he is the kind of, when you think about it, he's the number one option right now. Because he's the only guy who for sure wants a new team that we know of 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that like this... This pours gasoline all over the <laughs> like the AD trade fire, and someone just brought up a good point. I wouldn't trust Clutch Sports 
I'm kind of with you on that one. Uh, it's I I I just don't like it. There's meddling. There's a Rich Paul talking to Adam Silver at dinner. It's like, come on, man. We know the players are important. We know it's a star driven league, but the Clippers don't want any part of that stuff. Yeah. So I think that that's gonna push um, more teams to to kind of open up the coffers and, and offer whatever they can. I just don't think that we're in that conversation. Yeah. Um, I think the Nets are a really big possibility. Uh, I just we're not willing to part with Shea, and I would be pretty surprised if we parted with Sham. Our it's just I mean our backup or our backcourt is like theoretically set for yeah. the next three or four years before we got to give even think about giving these guys new contracts. Yeah. Um, so maybe if incredible. there was like some combination of Gallo, who is an all-star, technically. Technically, uh, <laughs> technically true. Technically right is the best kind of right. Um, so Gallo, Sham, the Miami pick and the Philly pick. Maybe. I just don't think that's enough to grease the wheels if you're New Orleans. That's what I'm saying. I think this offer that he put out is like, this is the bare minimum you can give. Yes, me. for sure. Like, this is it. For sure. Um, one more question in this segment from at Step Back Tree. He and I were conversing earlier. Who the heck is replacing Ralph Lawler? <laughs> um, I think I have to assume Brian Seaman, right? I don't know. I can give you my phone number if you <laughs> if Hollywood's watching this stream. Uh, Someone's saying Jerome for the tenth pick from ATL for Seiko. I don't know. I don't really want to trade Jerome. I don't think anyone would trade the tenth pick for Jerome. Uh, he might be better than the tenth pick in this draft, but somebody's saying I don't know. small market teams feel more comfortable with one year rentals. I do not know. That's an interesting perspective know, in that you can really cater things there. I think that uh, obviously with Paul George, like it, it definitely bolsters the market for small teams a yeah. little bit better. Um, I still think it's a risky gamble to give up a lot uh, for a player who clearly wants to go to L.A. or, or something. Yeah. Guys, coming up after this, we're going to be doing a couple more questions. We're going to be talking about the Rico Hines private run that went down today. All right. Want to give a shout out to the Himalaya app. What's Fantastic up? podcast Check hosting app. We are all on there. Rate us on there. Uh, subscribe to us. Uh, check out all the other Locked On podcast networks as well. Shout out to Locked On Rams. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. So let's talk about, did you watch that footage of the Rico Hines run? No. Guys are looking good. All right. You know, for midseason playing, I would say. Um, today it was Lou, Trez, Shea, Sendarius, and Shamit with a bunch of other random dudes. Uh-huh. Funny aspect about this, Trez was on a team with all randoms. Everyone else, I think, was on the same team. But that seems like a thing where Trez was like, give me all the scrubs. Yeah, give me these <laughs> Give me these five guys. Um, yeah, and we'll win. Trez's team lost. Um, guys, we trying to get in on this run? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, know. yeah, Motley was out there, too. Thank you, Matt Chonger, for bringing that up. Who, I'm worried about my calf strength. But. <laughs> Who else do you think should maybe be out there running with the team. I'm not saying not, you know, I'm th- I'm assuming everyone else is working out. Gallo. Gallo, you want out there? I want to see Zubats out there, too. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see Zoo working out with the team, especially if we're interested in keeping him. Magruder. Life, love to see it. Oh, man. That would be nice. I just like, I like that the guys are getting together. I love this mix of, it's so awesome to see Lou out there. Definitely. With uh, Shea and Sham. Sindarius. 
I don't know if it's because he was playing worse guys, but the confidence in his handle, it looked good. Oh, nice. He, That's his great. Handle, I'll have to check out the footage. I haven't got yeah, a chance Yeah, his yet. handle looked good. Oh, Zoo was there. Not playing. Just chilling. All right, well, All right. Play next time, Zoo. Um, anyone who can get us into this Rico Hines run, let us know. <laughs> Someone said they want to see Kawhi out there. Yeah, I would like to see that, too. Um, we got another question from Clipper Mitch. This one is interesting. If we can't get Kawhi, uh-huh. should the team bring Tobias back and maybe add Jimmy Butler? I, I don't. What? I know. I don't think Clay leaves either. So not many options left. I will agree with the point. It doesn't seem like there's many top tier options left. But so I don't want Jimmy Butler. If the Warriors end up keeping Durant, like I would assume they'll do, unless some other team makes the all or nothing offer that it, I mentioned earlier in the podcast. What they do gets really interesting. Yes. Um, Because they have KD. Like, even if they don't re-sign him, he still has a player option for 30 mil, uh, which (laughs) I I don't know why he would turn down at this point. Unless he really believes Um, himself that much. (laughs) Yeah, or somebody offers him a long-term contract with, like, blah, and he can trade himself or whatever. (laughs) Dude, Uh, dude, a self-trade clause? Yeah. That would be tight. Um, Okay, I like the self-trade clause. Then, (laughs) you know, they have some interesting things to figure out. Obviously, they have to re-sign Clay. Maybe you can say that money isn't an option, and and, and maybe it truly isn't. Oof. But you're looking at like it's just a lot of money. hundred million dollar contract at some point. Yeah, it's it's just a lot of money, and then so I don't know if I, I think they retain Clay. Maybe they try to trade Draymond. Um, Ooh, I don't know. I think something really interesting could happen there. Yeah. I, however, don't think that we're out of options. I know that we've been like having this kind of like big game hunting mentality all yeah. year. It's been really nice to feel like a part of these conversations. <laughs> yeah, but there's a I, lot. Those feel of, gone now. Also, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of other moves that we could make to like strengthen this team. And sure, maybe we don't get like the huge marquee name free agent, but we could still come back better than we were last year, which is still pretty damn good. And we're still in the grand scheme of the plan or whatever this front office has. We are ahead of schedule. We are very ahead of schedule. Shea and Sham are, are both so far ahead of schedule. We don't know what these guys are going to look like. Trez is ahead of schedule. Next year. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing is, it's like if it doesn't happen this season, you know, we just still have to be patient. Um, yeah. And you know, if KD does end up taking that player option, he's got he's got one more year. Are you guys officially hired from the Clippers? No, but I if wish. you would like to start a viral campaign to get us hired, it is at Charles Mockler and at Will Upnick. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, get, you know, get at them. Get, but uh, we're available. Um, guys, that about wraps it up for us. Oh, but I don't think that we keep oh, Tobias. Sorry, I didn't an- yeah. answer the question. I don't think it's legal to see- sign Tobias either. I think that we could figure it out. Um, <laughs> we got lawyers to figure this shit out. I, I liked Tobias. I just think he's not a max guy. Um, yeah, that four especially, for 80, especially like, not for us in a different organization maybe it would work better but yeah. it's not for us uh, Jimmy Bow is too old guys <laughs> also too old also not a chill dude it seems like that about wraps it up for us want to give a quick shout out to Grip 6 Belts and Untuck It Shirts buy your slob father some new clothes Do for it. Father's Day they want here's what your dad wants he wants a Grip 6 belt he wants an Untuck It shirt ice cold couple of beers definitely maybe just have a catch with them just have a catch on Father's Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why not? One more time. Or a frizz, if he's like more of a granola <laughs> kind of chill dude. as hell. And then grip six belts. We got uh, some Love, Mary Kill on Friday. We're probably going to be talking some draft prospects. We've ran through the whole team. We're going to be grading Doc Rivers' season. I think you can kind of assume what grade we're going to give him right now. Yeah. Um, check us out on the Himalaya app. Check us on iTunes. Uh, rate, subscribe. 
Follow us at Locked on Clippers. Only a couple followers away from 1,000. Hey, way to go, guys. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I'm William, the opinion uptight. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.